episode 79. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing really well. Good to hear from you again. Exciting times. Back-to-back games, almost, it feels like. We're going to be playing a lot of games here, so it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. Good to see you. Oh, first and foremost, have you, how many pounds have you gained over the Thanksgiving break, EC? Too many, but like I, I told everyone on my Facebook, just set your uh, scales back 15 pounds <laughs> the night before and you should be right back to where you started and we'll be just good. So Is that the Groundhog's Day? Gained a lot. Is that like Groundhog's Day? If uh if you don't see if you know if you don't see the shadow, you're you're good for another couple of months? I, that's how I do it. You know, once <laughs> you get to be my age, you're like, you know what? <laughs> just set the scales back, man. There's no, we got no chance. Well I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you had a you and your family had a wonderful time. Uh we have a lot to be grateful and thankful for and uh just like I said the last week uh, on, the, on the on the on the Instagram or I forgot where I posted it to our fans. Thank you for um, to the couple of fans out there or how many people out there listening to us. Thank you for listening and uh, we're very thankful for y'all. Uh, just keep uh, just keep plugging and plugging uh, plug it in and we'll keep putting out some content. So again, thank you very much for for everyone out there. Well, you see. You see, United uh, United have some, you know, some things to be thankful for. Uh, the day after we had our, uh, we recorded our last podcast, and I uploaded it the next day. Um, United had some news. You see, they appointed an interim manager, and I know in the last pod we discussed what's going to happen. If, you know, if Poch is going to come in, I know we kind of uh, went back and forth. You know, what's what's the deal? What's United going to do? Well, they made a decision. They brought in an interim manager for six months, uh, and that is a manager by the name of Ralph Ragnick. And unfortunately, see, I don't know who this manager is. Uh, and this is my, I have some reserves about it. Apparently, um, Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp, everybody in the Bundesliga, you know, ha- can't say enough about this manager. You know this this man. Um, apparently, he's named the Godfather of German modern German football. Uh, he, I guess, is one of the inventors or one of the pioneers of the high pressing system that we are seeing throughout, um, obviously throughout the Premier League right now um, in German football, and I, I guess people would say throughout Europe. EC, what? How do you feel, first and foremost, about the appointment of Ralph Ragnick? And what style of play does he does he um, demand? And what style of play are it with these type of players? What is he going to get out of them? 
basically. I mean, what are we going to do? Because um, I have my questions, DC. I have my questions about this appointment. I, I personally am excited. So I, I, my, my feelings are excited because he has a proven style of play. And so that, for me, you know, when you hear players like David DeGea say, we don't know what we're doing, which, you know, I've, I've been saying that for weeks and weeks because that's what it looks like. These players now, for me, I take the excuses out. That's when we when we talk about players and coaches, I take the excuses out when the players are going to, they have no excuse to uh, what they're supposed to be doing. So I'm excited about that. His style of play is pressing. It's it's attacking. It's not sit back. It's not low block. Um, he's going to get after whoever he plays. Um that's kind of why the rumors came out about the Chelsea game, and we'll talk about later, um, because that's what you know Carrick is trying to implement with the four-three-three uh, pressing formation. Your last question about you know how will it fit our players? This is what I said earlier, and this is an, again why I'm excited. I think it you know the nicey nicey friend chum chum hummity hum kind of like uh, Roy Keane was saying the other day. I think we're going to start to see some of that, not all of that, but I think some of that go away. Now, I don't think that means Ragnick's going to come in and, and throw his players under the bus, but I do think it means that if you can't run, if you can't press, um, he's going to have a hard time playing you. Now, CR7, I think his career, um, throughout his career, especially you know after leaving uh, his uh, his first club to come to United, he was he was hidden and he was hidden at Madrid and and Juventus, and I think when you can put out what he's putting out. I think they may be able to hide him. And I use that in air quotes because he is 36. He will be 37 here very shortly. So can he play and will he fit? Yes, at times. But uh, I do think the likes of Fred are going to stand out. I think the likes of Sancho, um, just young, energetic uh, Rashford at times. I think he's got that in him. Um, even Scott, I think this the, this system really fits those guys. I think even if you saw... Uh, Matic in the Chelsea game. I mean, he looked like a brand new person to me, but I know we'll talk about that later. But pressing style, attacking style, outright, you know, amazing. Not, I shouldn't say amazing, excuse me. Just outright aggressive. But to your point, if you look at the span of his career, there's not many very major trophies lifted. And he's actually been up for several jobs, the Liverpool job, City job, and he's been turned down each and every time. So this is his biggest job. Yes, he is the godfather of German football. But this is his biggest, I mean, this, you know, at 62 years old, so he's not, you know, dead yet or close to it. But this is definitely by far the biggest job he's had. He's more of a builder. I'm excited about that because, like you said, he's leaving in six months. And he's known, well known, for bringing in players that aren't household names, but he turns them into household names. And that's exciting for me because, to your point, I think two pods ago, you know, we we did have a culture of building players like United built players. And that's what he's kind of known for. So that excites me. That makes me feel like the likes of Ahmad and Chilatere and those kids, they have a chance, a real legitimate chance to thrive um, in the United club. And let's let's not forget, you know, Rashford's 22. Greenwood's 19. Uh, uh, you know, Scotty's 23, 24. Uh, you know, we, we have younger kids you know, in the club right now. So I think it's, 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 it's exciting. It's fun. It's football, people making football decisions. Um, and it's, it's closer to getting Woodward out, which would be great uh, because he's, he's more of a money guy. So let him do the money stuff, let Ragnick do the football stuff. And I think that the football club's going in the proper direction. 
Well, you brought up his resume, you see, and that's something that I have reservations about. So let's talk about that. He's never managed a big club, right? Never. It's never. He's more of a. He, he built okay. RB Leipzig, Wolfsburg. He builds clubs. <clears throat> that's the issue that I have. Has he ever won a league? I don't think he's won a significant trophy in two decades. I think that's what I read or heard earlier. I think it's been a couple of decades since he's again. This isn't. This isn't a guy who's known for. Um, you know, playing at big clubs this is a guy who's known for finding a Thomas Tuchel at 22 and giving him a chance. So mm-hmm. not just players, but coaches. That's kind of been his yeah. claim to fame, if you will. Has he competed in Champions League? That I'm that I'm aware of the research I've done. The answer is no. RB Leipzig, I think two years uh, in 2018. I think that's when they're coming up. I don't know if they competed around the time. I can't remember. I know they had a good run. Uh, but I think he was part of more of the technical director part rather than the management at that time. Okay. But he wasn't a manager, right? I know we're only talking about he's coming in for six months. And let's hope, let's hope, cross our freaking fingers that that's what, the, uh, that's what uh, unfortunately, that's what it looks like Scott Woodward's going to be there. He, you know, it, it's, there's rumors saying that he's, extending his exit out of United for the foreseeable future because of he wanted to see the Ole Ole out kind of thing and make sure that there's an interim or I don't know who you know who knows what this man wants to do. <clears throat> so let's hope that they stick to the original contract six months. I don't I mean every I know Klopp had, you know, was keeping, you know, all these praises about this man. This manager, uh, Tuchel, the same thing. But compare him to Klopp and Tuchel. Those managers have won things, have competed for league titles, have perfected his style of play. You're going into a locker room, and this—I mean, let's talk about all the big names. Let's let's, let's do it. Let's say that. Let's let's talk about that, because Ole went. Walked in the same locker room, and I'm not comparing Ole to Ralph because Ali, uh, Ole, I mean, this man, uh, this new manager, Ralph, has uh, a CV. He has a CV, a proven CV, like you said, building, building players, and and, and you know, and and, and uh, building clubs. But like you always told me, what has he won? You like when I, we talked about Ole, what has he won? What has he won? He's won. You know, he hasn't won the Carabao Cup. What has he won? He hasn't won the Community Shield. What has he won? He hasn't won the FA Cup. What has he won? The same question could be applied to this interim manager. And where I where I say that I I I hold my anticipation on what he's going to do is he's going to walk into a locker room first and foremost with the best soccer player one of the best soccer players to ever play, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to walk into a, a locker room with, arguably, um, like you say, one of the best mid- midfielders. I mean, who knows how Paul Pogba is going to be here. Um, but Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, David De Gea, uh, Harry Maguire, um, you, let's say, um, you know, uh, Marcus Rashford, you know, his, 
you know, what he's done in England, in his cachet, uh, Edison Cavani, these big name players, he's walking into that firestorm. Everybody that has said every, anything about this manager has said, you know, they're going to, everybody, I mean, oh, he's going he's, he's gonna to demand respect. Which, the same argument about Ole that you used, well, how is he going to do that if he's never won anything? How is he going to, you know, how is, I mean, how is he going to go to Cristiano Ronaldo and Cristiano Ronaldo's going to say, yeah, I'm benched? Well, what the fuck have you won? What is he going to do? I mean, because obviously and with, you know, Ronaldo was benched at the weekend and he wasn't happy with Carrick. He obviously saw him storm off in the tunnel. If he gets that shit with, uh, with this guy, this manager, and I'm not, I'm just using Ronaldo because he's the biggest ego, but the best player that we have, period. My hands down. I'm just using him. I'm not, I'm not saying you Ronaldo's going to be a, I'm not saying that he's going to be a, um, a disruptor. I'm, I don't know. I mean, by all accounts, everybody, what everybody says Ronaldo, I mean, he's a an awesome teammate. I'm just using him as the biggest ego because he's the best player. How is this manager going to demand respect from players when every one of those players knows that he ain't done shit in world football other than develop players from their youth? The same, the same thing could be said for what? Uh, who was who was the Southampton manager before uh, Pochettino? Uh, I forgot his name. That developed Luke Shaw. That developed fucking Bale. That developed all those players out of Southampton. But when he got a better job, I, I, God, I can't remember the damn name. When he got a better job, he shit the bed. Just because you develop players, and doesn't mean anything to me. I, honestly, see, and I want to be so optimistic about this. But I, every, what, the way everybody's just, oh, Ralph, he was a no-brainer, and yes, he was a no-brainer, and no-brainer, and no-brainer, no-brainer. Well, that's fine, okay? And, and, yeah, he signed on into a two-year consultancy. If he wants to develop players, fuck, man, okay, that's fine. Develop youth, head of, put him as head of uh, scouting for players. He, he finds little, little gems in the rough, little gems in the sand. And, and then he could develop them for, the, for the, the big club, fine. But when he's under pressure, that's what, I mean, he, obviously he's not done anything. You're saying that he was up for the Liverpool job. You're saying that he was up for so, all the, several big jobs. So, he's never. And shut down time. He never got the job. And, and we pull this man from Locomotive Moscow to develop a Russian football team. This is good, I, great football team. Uh, not really. And first of all, you I said think, okay. First, okay, you entered that statement, a Russian football team. It's not Spanish. It's not French. It's not Italian. God forbid, it's not even his own in the Bundesliga. But it's a Russian football team. We pulled him out of Lokomotiv Moscow to manage to basically steer the ship straight of the biggest football club in the damn world. Period. We're putting our hands in trust, entrusting our hands, I mean our team with this man. And everybody is, is smiling ear to ear. 
I don't see it, you see. I need somebody to convince me. Maybe I see. I need to see a run of games. And you know what's going to be... You know what's the shitty part? After after Arsenal tomorrow, which Carrick is going to manage, he has a pretty good damn good stretch of games that he can get on a hot streak and everybody's going to be shit in the bed. Oh my God, he, you know, this man is fucking Jesus walks on water. Because he ain't... We already got, we've already got done with the Liverpools, the, Ars, uh, the, the, the Chelsea's, the Cities. You know, we got already got shellacked by those those guys. Now with this new system, I mean, this breath of fresh air, this breath of fresh air that these 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 players are going to see, to the likes of when Mourinho was sacked, that's what they did for Ole. They went on this unbelievable run, right? And then they beat. Um, they beat PSG in the Champions League. And that's what got Ole the freaking... The freaking... Uh, uh, the boss, the, the, the job, full-time. Which everybody said, what do you... Do? I mean, not everybody. Everybody was Ole at the wheel, Ole at the wheel. And you know, as I know as, as much, I was saying, no, no, no. That's probably the worst thing. Why are we doing this? We need... Because Pocho's already there. Pocho's set for... To take over in the summer. And then Ole at the wheel. Hey, we 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 we, we um, saddled our, our our what do you call it our trailers or we saddled our what's that fucking term you see um, saddled hitched the wagons saddled the horse yeah hooked the wagon hitched the wagon to Ole after that I'm afraid something like that's gonna happen you see and it's because we're coming up even I mean I know it's the Christmas break and games are gonna be coming hard and fast. Uh, uh, in the next two weeks, after the next two weeks, you know, from the 17th all the way to the 2nd or 3rd or 4th of January, we're going to be coming to run the games. But, again, if he gets through that and he's playing this beautiful football and the fans are singing Ralph at the wheel, blah, 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 whatever fucking rhymes with his name, uh, United Brass are going to make a, are going to make a huge huge mistake in giving this man a long-term contract which I don't I don't think he's, he deserves because again his resume it doesn't reflect the ma- the type of manager he is I think he got Schalke to probably the, the uh, Champions League berth I think that's the best he's done Schalke that's it uh, he's never won a league I don't think he's ever won a German Cup um Obviously, he's not won a Champions League. And like you just said, what has he done? Let me see his resume. Has Red Bull Leipzig, has uh, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, because I know they're part of that little coalition. What do they run? You tell me, you see. I, I, need you, I, I, I need you to convince me from not jumping ship. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's not. I think you're playing it the right way i don't agree with what you're saying but there's nothing wrong with and i think it's extremely smart and it's not even fence riding i think it's extremely smart to say let's wait and see now i think the best part of this deal is they offered him the six months and he turned it down so when they came back and said okay we'll let you come on as a consultant will you come then he said yes because that's that's more of his comfort zone anyway so I'm I'm happy because this is not going to be even if he gets gets it going and we win all these games he doesn't want to be that guy. He wants to 
I think that's the thing that we're we're missing with this with this appointment. His dream job has just been solidified, and now he has the opportunity to not build an RBE or a Wolfsburg or a Schalke. He's going to literally be known for taking the greatest club in the world out of the ashes of just a horrendous, I guess you could say all four of them just didn't get it done, in my opinion. Take that, work, I think, hand-in-hand behind the scenes with the next manager that's coming in, develop the youth, who we have great youth from front to back, defensively, midfield, strikers, the U23 system, it's rocking. Take those kids, take the ones we have, and develop a system and a style of play that's attacking, that's pressing, that you and I are used to seeing. I think he has the task of bringing that back. But as far as managing it, I don't. I, my expectations are, are top four, which is not a United way of thinking. But that's all I'm. That's all I'm thinking that he's going to do because of the squad that he has, and I think he's going to demand. And I think we're going to see more of this Ronaldo pissed off stuff and other players. He's not the only one. Look at Bruno. Bruno got sad as well. And I and I know it's just a rumor and the Athletic have tried to dispute this rumor. But I definitely feel like Ragnick has been in Michael Carrick's ear and has let him know. Those two, if you've noticed, and it's just been two games, maybe he played, maybe they played together tomorrow against Arsenal. I think they're kind of realizing that those two because they don't play together well at Portugal, they don't play well together at United, and it's working. So I just think, Ragnick, that the appointment is is a great thing because there's no, for me, he's known for having a set way of playing. It's not the same old 4-2-3-1, even if it doesn't work, 4-2-3-1. Doesn't work, 4-2-3-1. He plays crap, he, he plays anyway. I, I don't think we're going to see that. Um, if you listen to the rumors already, um, Eddie Amy and... Uh, um, I think the kid's name is Ahmad as well. Two kids from the RB uh, system already uh, planned to be on the way with $100 million to possibly spend uh, in January. Both of those players are young, 19, Adeyemi, the the striker, and then another midfield player to replace Pogba. Um, Diallo is his last name, I believe. No, Diara, excuse me. Ahmad Hidara, midfield player who can replace Pogba plays up and down the park. I looked at his heat map today. The kid is all over the place, can score goals, can defend. Not a defensive-minded player, but if you look at some of the some of the things that Ragnick said about this kid, because Ragnick also developed Keita, he said he could be 10 times better than Keita. So again, this is this is someone who sees young talent, understands that they will fit in a system and puts the player that fits the system, not let me go get the big name. So I'm not, for me, this season, if he goes and gets those two kids, great. But I really hope he looks at what he has internally first, sees who's going to bust a gut for him, who's going to play this pressing style, not just run one person, not just Bruno buzzing around, but everyone pressing from the left wing to the midfield, first wave to second wave, the way that a real press is supposed to be ran I think we've already kind of seen the hints of that. That's what he brings. But as far as him winning a title with United, it's it's not going to happen. I don't even I don't even think they'll win the FA Cup. I think his goal is to set the seeds and plant what will will be the roots for what's to come in a Ragnick or a Pouch or whomever he's involved with 
with appointing this next manager because I think he will be deeply involved. And I think that's why those two names uh, for me, Poch and, and, and uh, Ragnick, I think those two people, not Ragnick, sorry, Ten Hag, I think those two names, because of the way that they already play and press, I think they're going to be the tops of his list just due to their style of play. So I w- I'm, I'm not – what you're doing is right. It's just like any football coach or soccer coach. We should never just go, oh, well, they did this or they didn't do that. They're going to come in and do amazing things. We should wait and see what the – I don't think anyone – I know I didn't think Ollie was going to go on any run, and he got second place. And then he doubled down and got se- – and then he got second. I got third and second. So I didn't see that coming. So you never know what you're going to get. My expectations aren't through the roof. They're above it because I think this is now us getting to the point where we're finally letting football people make football decisions. We, I know myself. I know you. You know, the, the Woodward out thing, it's not a joke. It's because he's an accountant trying to talk to these players about football when he, he has no idea what he's talking about. Now we have someone who's established who can look at a young kid and say, hey, you see Mane, you see Keita, you know, you, you see you see these kids that, that, are, that are, you know, making a whole bunch of money and balling out of control. I was the one that developed those kids. So I know I know when I pick you, I know that you have great potential to be able to do great things if you listen to what I have to say. So, again, I think he's he's here for a purpose. And I think the reason he essentially came is because he knows he's got a great great opportunity to lift us up from a place where hell we haven't been since 2000 and probably 12 13 in my opinion all right i'm looking at um right now i'm looking at what the fraternity i guess you could say of ralph right what he's produced uh manuel noir manuel noir is already at shulk um but he promoted him to the to the big time first first team. Joshua Kimmich, he bought Kimmich, and I guess arguably we could say Kimmich is one of the best right backs, and then CDM. He's one of the best in the yeah. world, right? He's a, he's a great CDM. Uh, Uba Meccano, I have not followed our Byron. I don't know how he's doing this year. Is he even playing? I have not heard his name. Um, he he plays. He plays? I believe. I want to say he's in um, in Germany still playing. Yeah, he's playing for Bayern. Yeah. But I have not heard his name. So, I, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know if he's, is he starting. Uh, another one, Real Madrid, David Alba. Al Alaba. Found him. I mean, we, we all know what he's done. Left backs. Yeah, we all know what he's done for, for Bayern Munich. And now he's doing it for uh, Real Madrid. Nadby Keita. And this is where the RB... Uh, I think most of these are the, the RB Leipzig, Salzburg kind of fraternity that he's, you know, that yep. he's brought in. A lot of the larger names, right? Keita. Um, Timo Werner. Right? Leipzig. Firmino. Firmino, I'm sorry. Bobby Firmino. Firmino. Sam uh, Sadio Mane, Liverpool connection, and the, the next thing is he bought Erling Haaland from Molda. <coughs> he bought him and brought him to Salzburg, and then you see what he's doing with Dortmund right now. That's probably the those are the top players that he's brought in as a uh, manager or uh, general manager. 
or whatever you want to call it, full doll director or whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it, <coughs> that's interesting because if he's more there in a consult, consultancy role, yes. I mean, it's, he has a vision, and hopefully the next manager, like you brought up Ten Hag, um, there's also rumored Mancini, and also another one is Pochettino. How will they, you know, work with him? I think Ten Hag probably is probably the best because Ten Hag has worked in uh, under Pep Guardiola at Bayern Munich, so they have that German football connection. I think, in my opinion, um, I no, don't they know. do. Huh? They do. I agree with that. Compared to Pochettino and compared to Mancini, I don't know if they'll accept. Um, I think I don't know if they'll clash. But get back, getting back to the consultancy thing, what does that mean for Darren Fletcher in his technical direct role? I mean, I mean, because I mean, obviously, dude. I mean, and and, and John Murtau as as the football director, it, it just it is it going to work? That's what, that's my question. How is him in a consultancy role? Is he going to have any power? Is he, is he going to have any bite after? This, this six months because we still have John Murtaugh and we still have Darren Fletcher that actually have titles and not, are not on a cons- consultancy role. Well, I mean, I think it's going to depend on how things start to flow and go. I, I think Darren Fletcher, you know, I don't mind him staying where he is as long as things are continuing to move forward and he's a consistent part of that. I, I think that's a good thing, but I... I the main thing for me is if you're looking at um, Ragnick, you've got to be thinking to yourself, if he's been able to unearth these gems in Germany, why wouldn't he be able to do the same thing uh, here in England? So I think he's really looking forward to the opportunity. Um, I think Fletcher and those guys are because, you know, now instead of, you know, what we're going to Fletcher and, and saying, hey, what about this guy? He's, he's going to be great because financially we'll be able to sell x amount of jerseys that's not what ragnick's on ragnick's gonna say look i there's this 19 year old kid from africa from mali <laughs> who's gonna cost us 21 million 33 uh million quid we pick him up and i guarantee you in four years he's gonna be worth 100 million those are the type of things that we need to get to doing making money for the club through players that we built like Ronaldo, I'm sure there was someone back in the day who knew he was going to be good. But the greatest of all time, I don't know. And I think that's the thing. You know, when you when you have someone with a football mind like Sir Alex Ferguson had, and I'm not comparing the two, I'm just saying someone who can spot a talent and say, hey, if we give this kid a chance, he could turn our little chance of him when he's 18, 19 years old into – a hundred million dollar deal and then maybe he stays forever or maybe he goes to real or barca we return that and we go get two three more of those kids that's i think the type of 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 cachet that this guy has bringing to the table because again if he can do those things if he can if he can come in and i i hope he brings i'm telling you if you can if you can see the striker that he likes this adiemi kid He's absolutely electric. He's on, I think, 11 goals this year uh, in 12 games. I think two assists. Just electric. 
uh, made made a debut with the the German national team, you know, at 19 years old, which is very difficult to do. They have a system, they have a style. They usually play their veterans for a long time. He's already broken into that fold. Um, I just think that this guy he gets it and understands it's about developing your your youth, just like Sir Alex Ferguson understood. Develop the youth, bring them through. That's, I think, getting back to the roots. If people talk about DNA, which makes me want to throw up sometimes. That's what we haven't had, just for the simple fact that we've got a guy who said, look, if I get the biggest and best player in the world, I can make money. And he's right. But it doesn't win you trophies. It, it, it's it's the Schweinsteigers of the world that don't – they're great names and they had great you know legacies, but they're not going to win you anything, right? So – I just think that now at this point, I like Fletcher because he's a football mind. Ragnick's a football mind. You know, these guys that are now going to be pushing the buttons, I think I think you'll start to see maybe not Woodward Lee, maybe he sticks on to maybe help with the Adidas deal. And I get that because he's a numbers guy, but maybe not so much with the players who are going after and attracting. I think that starts to change. <coughs> Excuse me. I was eating a piece of pizza. <clears throat> the culture and the mindset, that's what you bring up. Let's hope that that... <clears throat> let's hope that, that I mean, can, I think... that'll change because I think, you know, like what you're saying, getting back to the youth. Again, this is another thing I have a question about. And this is, I mean, I'm, I, mean I know it's going to probably cause... Some sort of um, uproar if I say this. But fuck it, I'm going to say it. And this is where I know a lot of people have issues with. United is an English club. And I want them to build an English talent. Like a Rashford, like a Sancho. You know, these players. Yes, get, you know, get, you know, best the best in France, maybe one. But they need their spine and... and, and I'm not being, I don't want to say rape, I mean, I don't want people to call me, not racist, what did they I mean, more of so. I think it's more bias. Bias, okay. I don't think it's, I don't, it's not racist yeah. at all. So yeah. I wanna, it's football. But it's you know, like but you know, saying, you know, you know how people skew that easy. They no, think English, no, they, they think the white, you know, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I want yeah, this, I want this backbone, yeah, I need, the, I want the backbone and the spine of this club to be English, right? And I don't want them to get away from that. Yes, I mean, you bring in a Portuguese like Ronaldo, like Sir Alex did, or um, like Dwight York's, I think, from Barbados, right? Or Bahamas? Or Trinidadian? Or I forgot what, what Dwight York was. I think it's Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he, you know, he, you know, you know I'm, just, I'm just saying, you bring in these gems that you find, but I would like to spy, and that's why I don't want to get away from it. I don't want to become the German um, Bayern Munich North. Which, in, in recent times, that wouldn't be a bad idea, right? Because <laughs> yeah. as much as much as they win, but I don't want to. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree at all. I, I don't care where the player yeah. comes from. I mean, I I, I just want to win. I don't care if you're from right. Australia. I don't. I I and, want to be the club that wins. I don't care if you're from Manchester. I don't care if you're from. I don't. You know. I don't favor. You know, England. If they don't win another World Cup, I'm not going to be hurt at all. I don't. I don't really care. I, but my that's, main thing. That's, that's the key. That that's that's the key. That why City is not even what 
in the top ten, the most popular. Or they're probably a lower top ten in the most popular club, even though they've have more of a winning history. They have no identity. They have no identity with with the uh, with the um, with the Premier League, pretty much. I mean, name name their top English player, Raheem Sterling. I would say Sterling, and I think he's a great. I think Foden's a great kid that they've developed. Yeah, I think Stones is another good one. No, but they've Stone, got English Stones, players. Stones I just is a doghouse. I mean, he doesn't get playing time regularly. I just, I just think for me that the English thing, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not a factor for me. For me, it's just the, the player. Like I didn't have any idea where this, uh, this Diara kid's from. He's from Mali. They probably, they're probably trash. I've never seen them do anything in, in any World Cups. Yeah. Maybe they've made one. So no disrespect to them, but I, I just don't care at this point. You know, I've, I've never been one to favor any other country than the states when it comes to the World Cup, and we're not any good. Yeah. Um, haven't done anything, so you know I, I could care less no, what no. United. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying about the transfers that he's going to bring in. It's more so. If he's going to be in charge of like bringing in like a lot of the youth, right? Uh, I know we got Hannibal. Right. He's f- he's French, but I think he's more of a is it Al- Algerian? I want to say. Um, and then just we put got, on the national. We yeah, got, I can't remember. We got some Brazilian kids in the youth program. It's just uh, what I'm what I'm saying is the spine of the club, the backbone of the club, the DNA of the club. I I want it to stick to be English, and it's, it's just a bias because. You know, we, we, uh, it's a bias for me. The class of '92, right? They're they're all pretty much English. Um, you know what United is? You know the English lads. It's just more of you know they they have more of that that sense. And I understand. I know what you're saying. Like you just want to win, yes. But I just don't want it to get away from growing homegrown lads, going through the youth system, and they becoming, you know, like Marcus Rashford. I mean, let Mark. I mean. Yes, he hasn't broke through as a superstar or Mason Greenwood. Uh, but look what Marcus has done, you know, off the pitch. You know, he had, I mean, he wouldn't have that this voice of, that he has off the pitch if he wasn't a Manchester United player. And what if he wasn't a, man, a great Manchester United player, in my opinion. He, he, he wouldn't, but just imagine if he was American and he did the same things. He'd be an uh, absolute beyond without a shadow of a doubt legend so I, you no, know i just hold on, for me i doubt that i doubt that ec because i i know i know i know english is very much polarized but i think there's a certain population in this country or a certain wing of this country that would probably say a socialist marcus rashford's a socialist how do you want that so no no i don't I think, no, I, I think I, he's I, doing good in english i agree <laughs> i, I but what I'm saying is there's never been a black soccer star oh, in no, the no. States. Oh, God, no. And, oh, I, right, and I feel right. like when Freddie Adu was, you know, 14, that was a lot of pressure 15, whatever it was, I think the hype was so big because we were like, okay, we got one. And then he fell off the face. I think he even went to United and did a tryout or something at one point, you know. So it, I, I don't even think he plays anymore, you know. Shout, shout out to Freddie Adu. But that, I think I think for me, you know, I'm, I don't think where you're coming from is a place of, like, hate towards other no, no, nations. Yeah, that, no, that's, no. like, dumb to even think. I just, I understand where you're coming from. I just think that this is another moment in time where people have to go, it's bigger, like, it, it, Ragnick's not bigger than United. So if he's going to be planting these seeds, 
everyone should be prospering and any kid that is worth a lick of anything mm. needs to wants has to want to come here you know like Messi at 9 years old wants to go to Spain and he's Argentinian but he wants to go to Barca because he sees all the greats that are in front of him he wants to be better than these kids and and that's that's what United needs to get to the ki- kids parents need to be like I want you to become this kid at United at 9 you know, 10 years old. That's what we've got to get to. And I think, you know, if he comes and does what he's done at these other smaller clubs with no resources, they're going to back him. You know, all, all well, I think, I think, had no... go ahead. Sorry. No, I think with, with regarding that, I think, I don't think English, the, the, the work permits, I think for outside the nation, I think they have to be like 16. Messi, I don't know that whole thing. When he came at nine, I don't know how, I, I don't know if it's, I think his parents moved or something like that to you, Spain. Yeah, if you move, yeah, if you move, yeah. you can. I mean, and that's the thing. Will your if you know your kid's a phenom, right? Yeah, your kid's killing it at whatever age limit, and you or say, he, hey, or he cheats and takes growth hormones. I mean, I don't know. Right. That's what I hear, right? <laughs> right, and then you go, and then you, you move to that country, and you go, okay, well, we know that these tryouts are here. You know, let's get him in there. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldo's story is just. It's amazing. I'm not. We're not going to get on, into all of it. But anyway, yeah. I just I understand where you're coming from. I know what you're saying. I get it. I just I don't care if you're from freaking Pluto. If you can play ball, come back and win me a trophy. <laughs> Make <laughs> me happy. I mean, I'm so tired of just losing. And I'm that's, tired of losing that's, too. That's dude. another thing of just like you know the you know all a God bless his heart, man. But it was just the same repetitive, repetitive thing. And I'm not going to bash on him because I know we have some other topics to get to. But it's just a fresh new start, and I'm very excited about it. All right, you, you talked about players, you see. And this is – I just want you to give me rapid fire. Um, who's out uh, of yeah. this? I mean, with this guy coming in, who who are the players? I, th- I mean, I mean, it's, you have to take a really big in-depth look at our roster, which we know our roster has a lot of dead wood, period. Um Who's out, in your opinion? I think Tony's out. Mm-hmm. I think Paul's out. I think Jesse's out. Um, I think Phil's out. Um, I think there's a potential for Henderson to be out because I just think De Gea is just playing amazing. Um, I think those players will, won't be here, and I and I January it won't it, it it'll it won't happen. I think maybe Jesse might be the only one in January. But I think come summer, uh, the Tony project's over, the, the Pogba project's over, Jones has been done. Um, Mata? And I think I think Mata will stay, and I think Mata will be one of those ones that you'll see U23, U18 coaching. I think that's kind of what his role will be um, with United. I think he's developed kind of that relationship. He's lived in Manchester, lived in London with Chelsea. I think he's just kind of going to be one of those guys who can has the connection can speak different languages and we'll be able to bridge that gap. I think that's kind of where his role um, will lead him. That's very interesting. You see that you brought that up because I didn't think about that. But you, I think Mata has that that panache that yeah, you know, that, yeah, you yeah, know, I think absolutely. He, you look at Juan Mata and you kind of like see manager potential in him. You know what I'm saying? And to come from Chelsea and be really good at Chelsea and still be beloved at United. Obviously, this guy's a good guy. Does great things, and that's all you hear when you when you hear people talk mm-hmm. about him in the community of Manchester. Just does great things. So, 
I think we'll see a, a big change. And I think that's and I and I do think they will support Ragnick, Potch, whoever it is, if he says, look it, Ragnick's identified these guys, I've identified these guys, we're not very many pieces away. Let's go get a midfield player. We already have Iran. Let's go get another center back, a true and tried and tested one. And let's go get a left back. And let's make this thing happen. I mean, you gotta you gotta think we're gonna throw our hat in the ring for Holland. You know, he's played in Germany, Ragnick and the world knows him. It's gonna be the cheapest opportunity to get him is gonna be this season because I think he'll actually sign a whole other contract after this next one. Um so I I, I honestly feel like this is going to be a huge turning point, and you'll be able to see big, big-time player Pogba, Tony, Jesse. Those players will be gone. That's that's that second wave, you know, if you will, of, you know, Jesse and Pogba played FA Cup U23 together with Ravel Morrison. You know, Tony came in and, and was kind of developed, was up, down, up, down. I think you're going to see a big change. Then more players brought in. Some of those players we talked about earlier, the youth players, and then buy some players. And I think you're going to have some exciting football. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> crystal ballish, and this is this is. You think Jesse and Pogba are out be, just because we already knew they were going to be out? Their contracts are yeah. up, and they're just out. Or yeah. do I mean I just with the, I guess maybe I should have rephrased my question. Which players don't fit? this manager system in the current squad that you know that this guy is going to get him out either in January or in the summer. Fit is, is difficult. I fit is hard to say because for me, I've got to see you go out and play four through three and then look at you not do what you're supposed because the evidence is going to be so clear to see like as fans, we're going to be able to sit back and see that you're on the left wing. You're meant to be pressing high you're jogging back. We need you to be pressing here and you don't. And the other thing is, after we've called it out, then Sky, then BT, and the ESPN, there's nowhere to hide. So I don't think that there's players out there that won't try and hustle. I just think these players have wanted to get out for so long. I don't see them in the in this six-month period going, ah, you know what, I'll go ahead and stick it out. I think if they can, and this is the if, if they can keep the same wages, I think they're gone. And I think they're going to look at it, too, like fresh start, new fans, new place to live. Um, most everyone that I've named, Jesse has young kids. Pogba has young kids. Tony has young kids. I think, I don't know about Phil Jones's family, but it's not going to, you know, screw things up too much for the kids and the wife if they have to move. So I just, I don't think there are there are players out there who, won't be able to do it, but that's me taking a guess. Like you said, crystal ball. Yeah. If I had to, if if, if I had to, uh, to to guess as far as if I had to give you one player that I don't think would hustle, it'd probably be Tony. Tony is a player that you'd probably have to hide because he wants to play in that front three because he's going to play that four three three. You you got to get after it. We we already ha- we're already having to hike Cristiano Ronaldo. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying, and, yeah. and and so I don't think you you can't remove CR7. Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna have he's gonna have to leave. You can't you can't tell him to, to you can sit him on the bench. That Perrick's already done it, but I don't think you can ask him to. Hey, man, look, we don't want to hide you. I don't. I don't, we we you've been hiding for years. You, I love the fact that you've won ball on doors, but we want you to press. 
Um, so I think it's going to come to a head. I think I think that's going to be one of the more, more interesting things to see. But I think they're going to hide him. I don't I don't I don't think you take that amount of goals and potentially assist out of the team. I think you just say to yourself, look, left and right wing Sancho and Rashford, you're going to have to bust a gut. And we're, we'll substitute and put Greenwood in. We'll substitute and we'll put in, you know, whomever else we may have. If it's Ahmad, we have to bring up. We will make sure that he's hidden, you know. And, he, and it's not like he doesn't press at all. He doesn't No, he just gets in the way a little bit, yeah. Right. He's not going to do it consistently for 90 minutes. You're never, you've never gotten that. You're not going to get that at mm. 36, 37. It's just not going to switch and turn. He does what he does because he's the best scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. Champions League, regular. I mean, you know what I mean? The list goes on and on and on. So I think you will see him sat down quite a bit, though. I, I think that's going to happen. Well, speaking and of, spe- speaking of getting... For his legacy. Now that you sing get get sat down, let's, um, let's segue into the, the next topic, the Chelsea match. Because you just like you said, he got sat down. Um, the lineup choice, first and foremost, easy. <clears throat> the back, the back uh, due to the fact that they... I mean, I guess we get to be thankful that uh, Harry Maguire got a red card. Right, so we didn't have a yakety sacks at the back uh, of, of 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 what is Harry Maguire, you know the lack of confidence and and whatnot. So we had the Bayi Lindelof lineup that I guess Mourinho had envisioned uh, when he signed both of these players, um, and then we had uh, obviously the Shaw. I'm sorry, the Teus. Due to the fact that Shaw, I think is is he was he coming off concussion pro or was he coming off? He was hurt or something like that. He wasn't one hundred percent. So Teus, right. you know, Teus, you know, played um, left back, and then Aaron Wan Bissaka um, took his position at the um, at right back. The thing that surprised me, you see, was the midfield. He went with the McFred, which again we we talk about that. Oh, that was all his. I think downfall sticking with the McFred. But Carrick put in Matic, and that was a that was a head scratcher. And when I saw that, I know I you know I text you. I'm like, is he parking the bus? Are we parking the bus against? Are we parking the bus against Chelsea? Or what are we doing? <laughs> and then then you look at the attacking options. It was Sancho, which I agreed with. I mean, the guy's been you know I, I thought. You know he, you know he deserved a chance, especially game um, one. You know against Champions League match. You know him scoring a goal, and then you had um, what do you call it, uh, Bruno, and then you had Rashford. But you look at the match, you see, and I, 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 we, I know we didn't text through it. You know we didn't get each other's opinion. <clears throat> Even though the fact that it was one one, I feel we got hella lucky. The one one. The one one on the board does not depict what how shit we were because Chelsea should have been up four. I mean, how many chances did they get in the first half? I mean, oh, God, they should have scored. They at least peppered. Three. That's yeah, why, that's why Henderson is kind of looking at things, going, "How the hell am I going to get a sniff?" I mean, no, our man of the match, obviously, is De Gea, period. You know what I mean? 
I meant man, probably man of the season. I mean, if it's not yeah, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, it's David De Gea. Because this dude was just on fire. You know what I mean? He was Gumby out there. I don't see the 1-1. One, one, and what, what pisses me off, and, and when you saw Roy, uh, Michael Carrick at the, end of the, at the end of the match praising these guys, their fight, you know, their bullshit, yada, yada, yada. It's just, uh, I agree I agree with, um, you know, when I saw Roy Keane's fucking, when Roy Keane is blasted fucking Michael Carrick, saying that we're, these, these are the same guys that freaking got Ole fired, just like the same guys that got <coughs> Mourinho fired. And nobody ever, nobody talks about that shit. You know what I mean? They don't talk about that. You know, some of these guys that are on the pitch. I mean, it just, it just makes me mad that, that oh, you know, like uh, they try for one manager, they give up on one, and we got lucky at a one-one. We got lucky, period. And then you can go back to. The, the other argument that the Carragher uh, and more uh, uh, Keane had, I mean, you have a Ferrari on the bench and you sit him down until the 60th minute. And then after that, it's kind of like, I mean, he was, I mean, your midfield can't, you know what the midfield with Matic, uh, McFred, you know they're not going to deliver the ball, period. And then you bring Donnie in, again, you bring Donnie in at what? The 98th minute, you see? No, I'm mean, sorry. The 89th minute, 88th minute. What a fucking slap in the face! When what he did, what he did for you at the weekend. I'm sorry, the week before. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know we talked about Donnie uh, playing the number 10 position, and I think he's more of a he should be playing in the Matic position, whereas Fred, you know, he can play alongside Fred because that's where he, that's where he makes a difference, and that's where he made a difference in the Watford match. And then Bruno plays at the higher, you know, at the higher position. Because obviously against but Villarreal, Donnie was invisible. But yet you play, you pick Matic. McFred and Matic. McFred, McTominay. Yeah, they busted their ass. They hustled. But Chelsea could have easily been up, you know, 3-0. Easily. And yet we get a dinker. You know, by Jorginho, you know, obviously misplaced that ball. Um, and then, I mean, Sancho cold-blooded, cold-blooded, which I thought she, she, he should have passed. But that little way shimmy that he gave, you know, like to put Mendy off, that was pretty badass. I I, mean, I like that ball. Those are, those are some huge cojones right there. Because if Mendy didn't bite on that way shimmy, uh, it would have been blocked. You know what I mean? But that this that little that way shimmy that he did, Mendy kind of like jerked to the you jerked to the right, and they gave him just enough space to put the ball through, and it went, yeah, that's cold blooded. I I mean, damn that, that that was badass. But then after that, I mean, uh, you 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 also questioned Michael Carrick's uh, decision of substitutions. Yes, Ronaldo needed to come on, but why did Sancho have to come off? Why did he keep Rashford on? I didn't understand that. Did you? No, I didn't really understand the the Rashford pool or the Sancho pool, but I was excited when you text me the lineup. I immediately said four three three with a false nine. That's what that's what they ran. You know, no no out and out striker. Bruno was where he should have been since the beginning of time, um, which you know th- that's just what we should have been doing, which is great was great to see. 
Um, I thought he was going to go for it, which I think he took his chances. And I think if you ask, you would have asked me before the game, I told you what I thought we were going to lose beforehand anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you said, well, you take a 1-1 draw away to probably the best team in the league and the the Champions League uh, winners of last year, I would have took it. So the way way I looked at it was, look, they're going to run something new. It's not the same old 4-2-3-1, which I think Chelsea would have had more chances than they already did. If, if I mean, I know you remember Reese James didn't really get off until, you know, late in the game because of the formation style. He wasn't able to just get up the wing as much as he wanted to, which is what I thought that was going to happen. But, you know, he ran a different system, and I think that kind of took him back a little bit, Chelsea. So they had chances. De Gea played good, um, played great, actually. And um, when we had our opportunity to counter... Uh, we countered, and then there was even moments there in the second half where I thought, well, sh- we might even just go ahead and win this thing. Um, so it, it's, it was one of those games where I was extremely, you know, nervous beforehand. But uh, it, it's it was just good to see them playing a system, and you start to look at it and go, okay, these players aren't bigger than Manchester United. They're just not. And it doesn't matter what what name is on the back of your jersey it matters what's on the front of your jersey and i think that's for me why you know i wasn't upset about cristiano ronaldo not not starting i just think this narrative of you know players who come to the club and have big names have to play every week i don't think that's the case i think it depends on the system does it fit the team and if if it fits the team then then you go ahead and do it i i felt like basaka uh, that kick was a penalty. I agreed with it. Yeah, well, uh, well just, let's talk about that here in a bit. I, I wanted, I want, I want to debate you on that one. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just not. He's, not, the, he's not good enough. Let's talk about the I'm, penalty. I'm, let's let's talk about that here in a bit. Let's, but keep going. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, I just, I just think that it was brave. I think Carrick's been brave. He sat Bruno. He sat Ronaldo. Those are his best players, and he's shown that he can get it done without them. And I think that's good. That lets the other players know, look it, I don't care who you are. I don't care what the back of your jersey says. I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. I don't care what kind of car you drive or haircut you have this week. I'm going to play the players that fit the system. Is that a shot at Paul Bubba? It's a a (laughs) shot to every single, for me, you have to send a shot to the players. You have to joke to see. Well, well, I think you have to go. I think yeah. if you don't send a if you don't send a shot to the players that you're not bigger than United, yeah, then they're gonna walk all over you, and they'll turn on you. And I think that's the thing. You know, we look at these managers and what they do when they come in. You know, and one wants to be too aggressive. The other one wants to be your best friend. There's a healthy balance. And it's like, hey, look, I know Ronaldo. Look, I know you're better than me. You know, you you played with me. <laughs> so I know what kind of player you are. But guess what? This team, I need them to be aggressive defensively. And I need us to nick a goal. And they did that. So his game plan, I thought, worked out really well. Um, I don't really get too much into critiquing his, you know, tactics because, like, you know, I, I'm not saying he's a horrible manager, but I, I just don't. I knew he was going to be gone, and I, I was hoping that mm. Ragnick would be in for this game tomorrow. But um, it looks like it's going to be MC again. So 
which is fine. Which is fine. You know, I, I think after the Arsenal game, it's kind of a uh, who's who of, of, of who's going to get relegated is who will be playing. So I'm uh, I, I was extremely excited afterwards and pumped up. Take the one one draw. They should have literally won. Like you said, I mean, at the very end, um, can't Rudiger. Rudiger has a shot. Nobody there. He muffs it. So no, it was great. It was great to get a point. Like I said, against the league leaders, um, we need that. That's something that uh, we're going to look back on and say, you know, how far off are we right now? We're what five or six points from top four, you know. So you need those points, especially away to those big clubs. Um, that's that's what uh, that's what we need. <clears throat> All right, let's get. Um, well, I'm not going to elaborate too much on what you said, but the fact that you know the CR7 thing, I think that's been a big issue right now. Of him benching him. Um, <clears throat> I mean, at the, I think at the beginning of the season, you said Ole has the keys to Ferrari, right? Absolutely. I mean, and that's what he is. <clears throat> I mean, in a big match like this at the Grand Prix, you know what I mean? Or what is it, that uh, the Le Mans, 24-hour Le Mans? You don't fucking you don't park a fucking Ferrari. You don't park the Ferrari because the Ferrari always wins. You know what I mean? And I and and <laughs> the Chelsea match is the you know the Indy five hundred or whatever you want to call it or you know I'm not a big racing fan. So I'm just throwing fucking races out there. The Daytona five hundred. You don't park your you know you don't park the you know you know you don't you don't you don't park the Ferrari to fucking you know take the school bus. And that's what he did. He took the school bus with McFred and McTominay and I mean Matic. That's what he did. He parked the bus, and he couldn't even do, do that successfully because he had so many chances. I mean, kind of, you're gonna fucking park the bus at least. I mean, God, take a take a book out of Brighton or freaking or Brentford. You know what I mean? They parked the bus very well. They're very organized. We couldn't even park the bus successfully. I don't know. Anyways, um, player ratings. You see. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you first before play ratings. Real quick, you say that was a penalty. Why? I think it was reckless. He kicked out recklessly. Yeah, he, he contacted the player. Um, I don't think it was a question. Uh, he's got to be, especially in the box. He's got to be more aware of what he's doing. I just. He's he almost reminds me he's starting to now, of of Bai, where he's just very much, like he's very athletic, he's very wiry, he springs into action, comes out of nowhere with those legs, but he also is good to either give the <coughs> ball up, not be in the right position, foul a guy, and here here case in point. We could have literally got a win and, and, and had a smash and grab. And, you know, he fouls, he fouls that kid in the box. So I thought it was a pin. I, I didn't even freak out. I looked at the replay. I said, he touched him. They're going to go to VAR if they want to. But, you know, it's it's a different day and age with VAR. And now I know when you if you touch a guy in the box and he falls, in there, it's a wrap. He's, you're going to get a pin. So he's got to know that. These players, they're aware of that. They know the rules. Um, they're not stupid players, and uh, he just made a he made a dumb dumb swing at the ball. He should just stood his ground, let him control <coughs> it if he was gonna get it. he wasn't gonna do anything with it. 
and uh, he didn't do that. And so it, it, it cost us two points. I know by the letter of the law, you see, you're correct. Um, but what I kind of have issues with, that's a 50-50 ball. There, nobody had possession of it. I can understand if somebody had possession. You know what I mean? I can understand that. But nobody had possession. It's a 50-50 ball. So both players went for the ball. Unfortunately, our player got there a little too late. Period. Uh, I don't think it was I, that. Sh- that should have been called a penalty. In the middle, in the middle of the park, if I beat you to the ball and you kick my leg, no, 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 a, no, that's no. A foul. by a split second, you see. Yeah, it's a foul. Nah, if it's come in the on. The park, if it's in the middle of the park, it's not a big deal because it's just their advantage. And they get the okay. ball. but if it's in the box, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, it's a penalty. <laughs> no, I, I know by the letter of the law, but I just. That those are those are the those are the type of those are the type of rulings that common sense has to come in. in. Period. Well, let me ask you I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, we both say, say even okay. I'm just because I'm half a foot behind you. We go put our legs up yeah. at the same time, and my leg gets yeah. there a little later than yours because nobody has possession of the ball. Nobody has possession. I that's get right. penalized for it. It's bullshit. I think that's totally bullshit. And that that that's so that that. Huh? Would you call that a foul in the middle? Would you call it a foul if it was in the middle of the park? No. Oh, well, let's see then. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. It's a 50-50 that's ball. If it's a 50-50 ball, if you have possession, if I already I mean, if you have a, a possession already like cuz he didn't have he didn't even have a split second possession, EC. He didn't have one split I second just, of possession. I understand yeah. if you have like a some sort of possession. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. I'll call it. But if you have he didn't have a split second of possession. They got to the ball pretty much. Georgie or I think it was Jorginho or no, who was it? I don't know. I can't remember. I just know if you beat me and I get there after you and I hit you, it's a foul. That's gonna get called every time. If he hits the ball late, then it's fine because he didn't hit anyone. But if he hits the player, it's a foul. It's a foul anywhere in the pitch, anywhere. No, I didn't like no. it. I wasn't like, yeah, Osaka does it again. I was like, well, it's a pin. You can go to VAR. You can... I looked at the slow-mo one time, and I go, that's it. He's a, it's a pin. I just hope to have, you know, guesses right. And he yeah. didn't at that time, and they tied it up. I was just, I'm like I said, this whole interim or careship, caretaker thing, I'm not really too pressed win, lose, or draw. I'm not. I'm more interested in the point you brought up earlier, which was, Who's going to look at this guy and go, holy shit, the fitness levels have to go through the roof because this guy ain't playing. This dude is not playing. And you're right. Somebody's going to get called out. Somebody is going to get called to the carpet for not busting their ass. Well, do you think, it's okay, if, if, if he, will he call it out in public or like in the, in the press? He's not, not going to have to. He won't even have to do it. I think we're going to see it and then he won't play that guy. Okay. That's what's... I think that's the difference between those Mourinho, like a Pep, or a, like, Mar- for, oh, for sure Mourinho because he's going to say it. But what Pep will do is, if you ain't working, you're out. I think that's what this guy has in him to say. I'm not worried about you. You're not bigger than the club, and I, that's what I'm saying. I'm excited to get back to that, mm-hmm. where it's not about, oh, we brought in this guy for eighty. We brought in this guy for 100. I don't care if you brought him in for 20. Can he play? 
can he play ball? If he can play ball for 30, then let's play him. And I think that's the difference between – that's why it was so big to see the transfers that he's associated to already. They're not these $100 million, you know, 80 – they're not these big dogs. Like, they're just not. He just understands what they are going to become. Mm-hmm. So – I'm I'm so so excited to see. I don't know anything about the the midfield kid, but I know that striker. He is freaking awesome. He is freaking awesome, and I I would love to see something like that, you know, take place in January. Would be great. Don't think it's gonna happen, but I would not be shocked, and I would be mm-hmm. super excited. All right. Well, you see, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for the pod and the play ratings, and. Um, Everybody gets nobody in that played other than other than the hair doesn't get anybody doesn't get anything above a five. But the hair gets a ten. A fucking ten. 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 A fucking ten. That's what the hair gets. That's that's my player ratings and that's the pause player ratings. That's your player ratings because we need to get into Arsenal. You see. <laughs> we need to get on Arsenal. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, okay. So, I mean, Arsenal's on a hot streak. They're on an unbeaten streak. Um, yep. We're playing at Old Trafford, I believe. Uh, Ragnick yep. did his little walkthrough. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's. Uh, hopefully, I mean, fuck, man, his work permits or, you know, man, it's. This is what England gets. This is what England gets. You Brexit motherfuckers. This is why. Hey, 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 y'all voted for that shit. You can't get a fucking manager in. I mean, if he was, and if you were part of the EU. He would slip right in as a man. I mean, as a Manchester United manager, why is Conte? Why did he? I mean, okay, anyway, I don't really want to get into the incompetency of our of our board or whatnot. But Brexit. Thank you very much. That's why he can't get a work permit. You were waiting. Anyways, uh, Arsenal. You see, Carrick's in charge. Um, seems like Carrick's been getting a lot of pressure for CR7, especially um, especially from pundits. Like my favorite pundit, uh, I love him, Mr. Roy Keane. Um, what's gonna happen tomorrow? Who's gonna line up? Who's in the lineup? Uh, I think it's a two fifteen uh, Central Time here in the United States match. Um, what's Carrot gonna do? And give me a scoreline. I think, I think Carrick's gonna play Ronaldo. I think he will play. I think he'll start. Um, I don't know that that Bruno will play with him. I think uh, that might be the big shocker or shocking part of his head. Of his, I don't think he likes them together. Um, that's what he's shown me so far. And so I think it's kind of gone back and forth, back and forth. Um, I think Bruno sits. I think Donnie plays. Um, I think Ronaldo plays in that front three along with Rashi and Sancho. Um, I think you'll see... Uh, either Donnie Scott and Matic, or you'll see uh, McFred and Matic. I think Matic will definitely get the nod. Um, <laughs> so it's it's dependent on whether or not he thinks Donnie's a better footballer than Scotty at the moment, or or vice versa. Because I think Fred's also going to get the nod. Um, back four is going to stay the same unless Harry's back. I don't know if his suspension's over or not, but if he's not, I think you'll see Lindelof by. Uh, Aaron Wambasaka, unfortunately, and uh, and Teas, and I think that's uh, that'll be the lineup. Um, you'll see Bruno come in, and I, I'm hoping that the game's already put to bed by the time he does. 
I doubt it. I think Bruno comes on and, and kind of lifts us and gives us a little bit of a spark. Um, I think we win the game two to one. Hmm, two one. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Two one. Arsenal has been on a hot streak. Let me think about that. But obviously, they have goal. Even if Harry Maguire is available, sit his ass down. <laughs> Period. I know, I know, Eric. By you know, I mean, he, I, I know. I give I, nobody got a five, but the Eric Bay and Lindelof pairing weren't that bad. All right. I played butt off. He played really well, and so did Fred. I mean, I know, but I just you he know, I, I gave huh? Yeah, Fred played. Anyways, anyways, anyway, you see, I stick with my five. You see, damn it. All right, the pod sticks with five. All right. I'm I speak you. for you I'm too. You. I speak for you too. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I, you know, yes, yes. I want, I, I want it until by. I mean, God, I hate to say, because he's been, like, he's been a scapegoat for me for. I mean, how long? You see, I call him the uh, the poor man's Sergio Ramos. You know what I mean? Because he's due for a fuck up, dude. Like a red card yes. in, the, in a penalty. You know what I mean? It's just. I don't want to jinx the guy. God, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. I, I, Eric, by Eric, by please just tell me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But yes, oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know the man very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know him very well. <laughs> Eric, by um, please prove me wrong, because I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe we didn't fall in love with you. You can make forever. You know? I know I fucked up that Stevie Wonder song. I'm sorry. All right. But the interesting part of what um, what I think we're going to need for Arsenal uh, is a Tejas, yes. I know Luke Shaw. I think, he's, I think Luke Shaw is going to get phased out, especially by his comments that Ragnick had. Was it in 2020? He said something about Luke Shaw, like there there needs to be competition, huh? Yeah, he wasn't impressed. He said, "Yeah." So the Eric the the, the Teas thing, I think he'll start. I love you, Aaron Wambasaka. I really do. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Wambasaka needs to sit. I would like to see. I I would like to see Delot. Let's see what he can do. But I doubt that. I think you know I, you're you're right. He's not going to go away from Aaron Wambasaka. <clears throat> but I I think Delot should at least should get a chance, especially against Arsenal. <clears throat> Where I think what I what I think and what I think should happen are two totally different things. The, the Fred for the the work effort, the rate that he did, he needs to start. Period. If you're going for a four three three. That's what he's gonna play. That's interesting. So Fred, I put Donnie. Fred Donnie. Fuck! I have to play McFred. All right, McFred, Fred, McTominay, but more, more so in a four-two-one. Like a diamond, not a diamond, but a, you know what I mean? Donnie playing a little more advanced. All right? 
And then I would want... I I think Jesse is chomping at the bit, you see. And this is where, when I look back at the Chelsea match, I'd rather have Jesse come on earlier. Um, earlier than he did. And, and, you know, it's just... I want Jesse to... He looks like he's chomping at the bit. And when he comes on, I'd rather have him on. So Sancho, Jesse, and Ronaldo. Period. And then Rashford or, you know, Bruno or whatnot could come in afterwards. I think that 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 that, that front you know front top could work out a lot better with uh, the combination because I think Jesse just earned you know has earned it, especially with the way he played last year with West Ham. And that's just my opinion. And when he does come on, he proves himself correct. You know what I mean? Uh I, that's my lineup, but I don't think he's going to play that. I think he's going to probably go back. He's going to play Ronaldo, but he's going to play Ronaldo on the left with Bruno uh, with Bruno up top, and he probably played the Matic-McFred combination. But year two one, I I see a, another draw in our in our in our in our in our sights. But that let's get back. Let's get to score predictions for this next match because we won't be on till after this match because we had two games in a row. Score predictions on Crystal Palace. Ragnick will be involved. <coughs> I mean, but he's not going to have too much time. Uh, he's only going to have Friday, Saturday uh, for this because we play Palace on Sunday. Um, score predictions on the Palace match and what type of football are we going to play? Um, definitely an attacking pressing style. Um, you know, he's going to implement that the very next training session after tomorrow. But can, um, can you get the levels up at that time to, to actually do that, especially against Palace? Absolutely. You can? And I think, again, these these players understand. They just now need to be trained. Now They understand. I think the, the philosophy, now it's about doing it. Now it's about going out, passing the ball, knowing where players are going to be, understanding press without the ball, playing off the ball. Th- those are all things that they're going to be able to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. Um, and will we as fans need to be patient? But I think um, I think I think it can be done. Mastered? No, but done. Yes. But so you mean the type of football that they play it when they're international team? But right? Well, it depends on the formation of no, the but international but, team. You're right. You're right. Yes, right. I mean, you're talking about the style of football that they when they go away internationally, and we talk about these players playing awesome football and as internationals and yet they come back to yeah. United and they play like shit, with, right? With an understanding, yes. <laughs> you know where I'm getting at, right? Like, you know where I'm getting like, at. So, so he's going to switch. Okay, this man's going to switch it in uh, two days. He's going to switch these players from playing this pressing. Fucking, basically what I'm saying is these F, these players could have gave a fuck and give some effort just doing so rather than, oh, man, we needed somebody to tell us where to be. Anyways. I think if, if, <laughs> if the players, I think if the players, like when De Gea said they don't, we don't know what we're doing, okay. I think that's him directly letting everyone know what I've been saying forever, which is they literally don't. It's like you press, but you don't. That's not a press. Well, you, you go forward, yeah. but you stay. But that, like they don't know. So that's what I'm saying. It will not be perfected on the Crystal Palace game, I mean, yeah. but I think it'll be better. And I think you start building upon... Or I need to get an okay, open spaces. I've program. never got an open spaces before, but you learn that in Little League. Anyways. I don't agree with you. <laughs> I, I don't agree. 
I, I think <laughs> what you learn in, as a young kid, uh-huh. you learn that there's a press as a team. And I, I don't think we did that. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. I think that these international players, they understand that these coaches have a system, have a program that they run, that they understand, that they know so that they can teach you those philosophies. And I don't think all they had that. And I ultimately think that Ragnick understands that maybe Carrick, if you think about it, Carrick's not just, this is not his first rodeo with the big time or yeah. a, another manager. He was, he was the there Marino. for Jose. Yeah. So there's, there's a reason why he's continued to stay along for this process. He knows what he's doing to an extent, and he could become a very good manager. Who knows if he's given the opportunity to do so. My thing is these guys aren't going to master it in the Palace game. I think you'll see things, then you'll break down film, and you'll say, hey, can you do this better? Can you work on that move? This pass was there. You didn't press at that moment. That's why we gave up this goal. Those things will be broken down and then shown to these guys. And then if you don't get it, I honestly think he will drop these players who don't understand it. Okay. You remember Pep? You remember Klopp when they first came to City and to Liverpool? It didn't just click because they were trying to get the players that they wanted. And then when they did that, it was over because they were ruthless. They didn't give a shit about the players' that's name. The thing. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. And 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 I so I think that's what's going to wind up happening. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry to derail your your statement. So, um, score predictions. So the, the the Palace game, I think I think we lose that one. I think that one's going to be too much hype, too much Ragnick's in. It's going to be great. It's going to be, and I think we lose that one. Then I think we go on a crazy run, which we, we won't talk about today. But you mentioned it earlier. If anyone has a chance, go look at those teams. Um, very, very winnable for quite some time. But I think that I think the Palace game. I think uh, Vieira is getting, getting a two out of that team, and I think Palace win that game uh, three to one. We're playing away at Palace, are we? Right. Yeah. And I think Vieira's got. He's finally got it figured out uh, to an extent. Yeah, we play home Arsenal and then away at Palace. Damn, you're right. So lose to uh, Palace. It is a early game. It's 8 a.m. here, so that means it should be a 2 p.m. game over there. Right after lunch. Then we have Young Boys next Wednesday. So that's gonna be fun. He's gonna play a bunch of babies. Yeah, because we're already we're already good. We're already through. Yeah, we're already through. I think it's just now positioning for that one. Then we play Norwich, Brentford, Brighton. Newcastle, Burnley, God, he's gonna be a god by the time, by, <clears throat> and that's just the potential. end of the year. That's potential, and that's it's scary because you're right. And Wolves, think- Aston Villa, and then West Ham. So up until up until Brent, I mean Wolves at the on the third of the year, which is a Monday. I think we're off, so we get to see that. So that's good. Um. He can go on a freaking run. Um, it's, it, it, I think it's good for players and other players in the world to see that. You know, I think we win Palace one 0 I don't see. I mean, yes, I think our talent. I think talent, 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 which we have. Which, I mean, I should. I mean, biting my tongue now because talent, talent, talent. Fucking lost to fucking Watford at four one. Doesn't take. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have a plan. So. 
Um, no, nah, we'll, I think we'll, 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 we'll win at, uh, at Palace. So we'll tie Arsenal and then win Palace, and that'll start our run. Alrighty, see, uh, let's get into some fun topics real quick, and this is really, really short. Lionel, Lionel, or Lionel Messi, won his seventh Ballon d'Or this weekend. Obviously, we didn't have one last year. What is your opinion about Mr. Lionel, Lionel Messi, uh, winning his seventh Ballon d'Or. Congratulations! Ah, you I son of. I don't. I, I'm. I, we have a difference of stance on on Messi. I. I don't think it, it's fair to say you can hide one player, but the the other one you can't hide. Um, you know, it's it's extremely clear that, you know, the Ballon d'Or. Um, I won't say overlooks i think that's too strong of a word but i think they're looking at things and saying you know at the age that he's at you know is is there still the goal output is he lifting trophies if he's still doing those things at that age it's fine i got i got a quote here from from cruyff and it says the the ballon d'or this is what he says about it he says it's a bunch of journalists and people voting for their friends and this is a this is a soccer guy who knows soccer, who's been involved, who's probably won a Ballon d'Or. Johan Cruyff's dead. That's what he said. I got the quote yeah. right here on my phone. So you know, if a, if a guy like Cruyff says that, you know, a lot of times that's what happens with awards, right? And that's and that's kind of what I get into a lot. Me and you argue quite a bit about, you know, what has this player done, and if you if you can't tell me that you've lifted anything for the club, but you've got 15 trophies for player of the week, I could care less because you didn't come here for yourself. You came here for United. Um, I think Ronaldo finished seventh, sixth or seventh. Um, I think in the Ballon d'Or for babies, I think uh, Mason finished fifth. So, you know, we've, we've got players who are, are of that elk, um, but I think, you won't see a change of the guard until Messi and Ronaldo are, are gone, unfortunately. Because if you gave it to Lewandowski, I don't think anyone would be upset. I think that would have been a fair shout. Um, if you gave it to to uh, to uh, the Liverpool kid, uh, uh, Salah. If you give it to Salah, I don't think anybody's upset. So I don't. I don't. Like I said, Messi's got great stats again. He's going to have great stats because again, it's what he does. He's a stat padding machine. That's what he's built on. It's what his legacy will be. Um, so, wasn't upset. I didn't get too pressed about individual awards. It's almost like an Academy Award. I don't. I could care less. Uh, well, <clears throat> I think it's a joke. I think it's. And this is not because I'm a Ronaldo fan. Because I'm not saying Ronaldo deserved it. No, hands down, no. <clears throat> but. <clears throat> Virgil van Dijk decided to deserve to win it the year Messi won it <clears throat> his last time because he was just a balls out badass. He won the Champions League that year. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, and, you know, he's just. Anyways, uh, Lewandowski got cheated last year, but Lewandowski's been on another level for the past two years. And if you look at stats, he wants Pat stats. Pad the stats. I'm sorry, pad, pad, pad. Um, 
Lewandowski has more goals and less games than Messi. Yes, Messi does it more with assists, but Lewandowski's not asked to, to assist. Right? And if you want to... Lewandowski won the Bundesliga. Uh, I think Messi won the Copa del Rey. And <laughs> the fucking joke that it is, Copa America, uh, when he cried and... Oh, you know, Messi finally won something for his country. Was stupid. Um, it's because it's not the he, Euro. He needed, that too huh? he needed that for his fight. Yeah. Because when it's all said and done, Ronaldo's got a way bigger international trophy. And CV and way. Ronaldo's CV, and I, my opinion is is better. And we're not. I'm not even compa- I'm not even comparing Messi and Ronaldo, because I know that's what everybody thinks I am doing. Messi still is second fiddle, plays second fiddle to a dead man. And then there's Maradona. Maradona's won a World Cup. Period. Probably he's not, he's not won as many Ballon d'Ors. You know, he had a, you know, but the God in, in Argentina is Maradona. Period. And that's hands down pretty much it. And which I think it was bullshit by the, like you say, the friends, is what uh, they did was that that hit piece that they you know they they did on on, on Ronaldo, and I, I I read Ronaldo's response. First and foremost, I didn't think he should have responded, but he did, and he did it in a very tactful. Obviously, he was probably one of his public you know, publicities public publicist right publicist. That you know yes. that that wrote that uh, you know Instagram or Twitter or whatever he put it on um, is very good. How he is compare you know you know he doesn't compare himself to winning his more Ballon d'Ors than Messi and blah 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 and you know but they've had that feud for years. It's like you know it's they grew up with each other these these guys they grew up with each other they grew up with each other competing against each other so you know yes yes deep down inside. Ronaldo has his eye on Messi. What is he doing? I'm gonna do it better. Maybe that's the dying, that's that's what's pushing Ronaldo to, to 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 do what he's doing, and maybe that's what's pushing Messi to do what he's doing. You know, to do it. I mean, to do it at at such great lengths because the who wants to have the last word, right? And and who cares? But the, that hit piece that that you know that that journalist put out there, I think it was this you know little you know distasteful especially around the time that it came out about the time it was around the time of the award but then and again i don't think it was justified that ronaldo should have responded it i think it's beneath him but he did and i just you know it's just my opinion is just who cares man it's i mean the people already know that they're the people's minds are made up on who's the best because we know these two people these two guys are above pele um and in in the world's eyes, Messi is above Maradona, but not in Argentina. And people in Argentina, I mean, they love Maradona more than they love Messi, and that's hands down. So uh, Messi, I mean, you you're probably number one in the world, but you're second best in Argentina. Yeah, he's got to if if he if he can't win a World Cup, or and then they don't have a chance to play in the Euros. But you you got to win a World Cup. You know that's that's. That's kind of the uh, not just the fact that he was a great player because Maradona was a great player, but if you can win, if you can win that on the biggest stage, um, 
I think that that would have propelled him um, perhaps past him, but um, he wasn't able to do that. So, you know, for all the great things that he did for Barcelona, and he'll probably win um, in Paris until he decides to come to the United States, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that he's has surpassed him. No. Um, just my just. <clears throat> all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to this latest episode of the Don't Rant Me podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week after a good run of games. We'll see a, we'll see how the interim manager comes in. We'll see what kind of changes he makes. Uh, hopefully by the weekend and hopefully by the the young boys match. We'll see what kind of a formation he has. So we have a lot lot of things to anticipate uh, till the next time we talk. So <coughs> y'all take care. Have a blessed week. Uh, y'all uh, and EC, you have anything to say? Nope. See you guys. Have a good, uh, excellent time. Enjoy the game. Uh, get on the podcast. Check us out. We'll be having more content coming your guys' way. Lucky Diaz, we're at. Ich will dich nie verlassen. Man kann dich lieben.